here to speak about joy, and they sang Amazing Grace. Wow. <laughs> really? I asked them to. <laughs> to find a form. I didn't care what form. Um, so I want to start with that piece. Um, one of the biggest things that brought me joy in the beginning of my walk was the power the grace had that God had in my life. Um, I was a way crazy guy. I think a lot of you know that. And uh, I couldn't believe that his grace covered so much stuff. Um, so every time I hear it, it brings me great joy to hear that song. Um, so that's why I asked him to prepare me for today. A uh, little sad note, my mom got stuck in the weather. She wanted to be here today. Um, it was a big deal for her to come. Um, she's not well, so she wants to see me as soon as possible do this. It's like her life dream to see me stand up in front of people and speak about the kingdom of God. Um, wow. I want to pray real quick. Father, I ask that uh, as I stand up here, that my heart is upon yours, that my lips speak what you need me to say so that this message can come through. I thank you for the journey you've given us here at the living room. Um, There's lots of examples of joy amongst and between the relationships in this room. And I know, Father, due to my walk, that that's you between us, holding us together. And I pray, Lord, that um, as I speak, that your message would be received. I pray that you open the hearts and minds of all of us to receive your message. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. (laughs) My wife's making faces at me. I, you know, I drove literally 12 hours in crap yesterday. Um, (laughs) Friday, I uh, got, I was excited. I was going to roast coffee. Um... And it turned into a nightmare. But uh, Joey and Champ were with me, so I was not afraid to get stuck. We had uh, some kids help us, which brought us great joy. They were walking around with their new daddy's toy. We got plowed in at the coffee house, and uh, they did it for free. And it was a bulky kid, Angie. That was awesome. Um, Joy is something that I see as a fruition to my walk. That's what I see. Um... A lot of us, this topic comes up this time of year because we're all supposed to be joyous. And I know so many of us that it's a very stressful time of year. So how do you see that and feel it? Um, I think it has a lot to do with how we prepare our hearts every day to see the joy of the Lord. Um, I sent a little story out after, and it was a short one. I was real excited when I left Thanksgiving meal day here. Um, some of you know that that's been something I carried really heavily the last few years to make happen with lots of help. But um, that Sunday morning, Josh was uh, in charge of it, and I had to learn to let go and be at peace. And then what was awesome, because if you guys don't know, we're a little unorganized at times, right? And when I walked in, the tables weren't around, all this stuff, the flow, we hadn't talked. And um, I've not been well. A lot of you know that too. And I didn't know what to do because I wanted it to come off like every other year. And Josh told me twice emphatically, we got this. Go, you know, you don't feel well. So what happened? 
what happened due to my walk of I've worked hard to open my eyes. I've worked hard to open my ears to hear the Lord and see him everywhere. Um, What happened that day was I was set free to watch the Lord work in our church. And I don't I, I have lacked engaging in worship. Here at the living room due to how my background with church is and music and all of those things. But that day I was fully engaged by the Lord with people here because I watched them do the jobs. I watched them not do the jobs um, and other people fill the gap. So it's relationship with people and joy that I get. So it brings me joy to see the Lord work through people. Um, that's a totally different way for most of us to look at things. It, it, it forces us to stop and see what's really real between me and you and me and you and that other person I might not know, know that I have to present joy too to help them through. So uh, it's been an interesting preparation time for this message for me. And timing, I feel, is completely in the Lord's hands. And I hopefully am in his will doing that. When I reevaluated joy, uh, joy to the world. Who was that? Heard? Who told me about that song this morning? That was funny. It didn't start out as a Christmas song, right? <laughs> joy picked me up that Sunday, very importantly so. Because I was about to go in a season personally where I was going to have to rely on a lot of people. I think we've established the joy thing more as a, as a uh, feeling. Happy, we attach other words to it. Happiness. And, and if we don't feel all that combination, there's not that joy, that base. When we speak of joy this time of year, we speak of the joy of the coming of our Savior, right? Um, I want to see him show up in all of us in those times. When I am down, it's important that those around me feel and see that joy even though it's not being presented because they know me. And I think that I'm getting to that point with almost everybody in this room. Because of my own walk, I'm encouraging you to seek the Lord in your answers when it comes to these things that are changing in our world. What I mean by that, my definition is different from Joey's, it's different from Stacy's, or my daughter's who's 14. Gosh, what's joy to her? When I reevaluated everything, I got joy in all kinds of things that weren't of the Lord. We don't need to go into that. A lot of us carry those. I was joyous when I ran into that girl. Had nothing to do with God at that time. Now that image is different for me as a person when I see the Lord coming through Judy. And I see the kingdom come through people who might not be standing up there, out there, saying, I believe in Jesus, but they've got this peace that they have. They might not be walking like me. 
I've learned over the last four years of being here and really honestly trying to work on my relationship with people because I was a recluse, pretty much. I numbed myself. We've all numbed ourselves with different things to find that physical joy. Spiritual joy has nothing to do with our flesh. It's supposed to be this base that we got because Christ came. When I start thinking about terminology in today's world, it gets me kind of crazy. And the easiest barrier that I've seen to be able to be broken is to smile at somebody because that's their interpretation of joy. No matter how I feel. No matter how I feel, it's easy to use the muscles the right way, right? Instead of the wrong way. Tastes like energy. Ooh, ugly teeth. Sorry. My wife's like, geez, dude, getting better, but, you know. It's important, guys, that we're using this thing as the interpretation is where I'm going. No matter how we feel. You got a base of joy, right? Any of you that are believers in here should be shouting up and down and say, yes, sir, I do. Because that's the way we're supposed to feel. Or at least be able to reach into that place when we need to. I, I really wanted my mom to be here. It almost caused me to be like, oh, I'm just going to stay stuck in this eight inches of snow. Seriously, last night when she called me. But we'd already traveled half the way, so... It made it okay. She made me feel good this morning when she called because I'm spacey, right? She says, please make sure someone records it. Please. And I don't think about it, so I have to tell, like, what, three, four people this morning, please make sure, please. Because I know that my mom's with me right now in prayer because that's who she is, which makes this easier to do. I don't like this stuff still. But I feel like it's about time I tried to do more for the kingdom. If I didn't feel like I had joy 99% of my time, I can't feel it all the time. And what I mean by that is I know the place I need to go in my spirit where it exists. And I can sit and be still and say, wow, yeah, my daughter got an A. Yeah, wow, that baby smiled at me today. Because that's God working through them to lift me up, right? Their joy that they present, that they feel. I got lots of little stories. Um, The big one was Thanksgiving for me. I have longed to be able, and it's not that we haven't been like that every year, but I had longed to be in a place where I felt like I had grown to release responsibility and watch the Lord work through people that I walk with here. And I love the living rooms format that way. If some of us need to step back and sit, most of us have to be forced. But I want us, when we're forced to be still, to see the joy through everything that's going on around us. It's not hard. It's not hard. Now, I'm going to sit down because I'm tired. Um, Another story about making a difference in people's lives. Um, 
Thanksgiving was a very big weekend for Jeff. He had more on his plate in the world than he's had in seven years. Three events to do. I was way overwhelmed. Um, and a lot changed. But the, one of the things that sticks in my head from that weekend that I'll never forget was standing outside, smelling the up, <laughs> with the chef over at Eastside. And this van pulls up, and I notice the old lady in it, and she volunteers at Salvation Army. I didn't know she was the mother and grandmother of the family she was with until this day. And she's an awesome lady, right? Well, the family was missing the father, and it was the mother and three children that were homeless, that were in Horizon House two years ago. And these kids, I think the oldest might be six. I see them get out of the van, and I know they got coats from the coat drive. I wasn't over there, but what they're wearing were obviously coats from the coat drive. And all of a sudden, they're probably like 15, 20 feet away from me. I hear, Jeff, and they come running. And... uh I didn't know what took place before that because they came running. I got down, talked to them a little bit, gave them a hug. Boy, the joy that they were feeling. And I was not in a joyous spot at that point with what I was doing. I had a lot to do. Well, these three kids give me this, and they're all so excited to see me. And uh, so I said, well, I don't have time. I'll I'll come in and see you when you guys get seated. And they're there to have a free meal. Um, I hadn't seen him in two years. And uh, I went over and I sat down with them. They got all excited again. The kids did. And uh, their mom's smiling ear to ear. And I know it's still hard for them, you know. And I said, what? She said, Jeff, she looked at me. She said, all I said to them was, you remember that guy over there? And they freaked out and came running at me. Now, that's really easy for kids. You know what I mean? That's kind of easy to make that impact on a child. Okay? But then when you go up to northern Indiana and you see a guy who's mentored you in a business the Lord has put you in, um, struggling a little bit physically because he's almost 70, act the same way with joy. That's where the rubber met the road for me. That was what, no matter as cra- I, we couldn't get live. There were so many issues this day, the, the weather. He lost the keys to the shop. It just went nuts. Roaster didn't work. He had to lube it. It was nuts. But it was joyous the whole time. Because I knew I was in the place I was supposed to be doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Joy is an easy one for me right now to identify how much the Lord has put that in my life. It's ridiculous, and it's simple. And that's what I'm trying to tell you, to be able to see those things, but not see them as much as stop and present it in whatever little way you can. You know, I'm not happy every time I smile at my wife. I'm good at doing math. But she knows the level of joy I carry, so if I smile at her, even though she's in a bad way, she's going to smile back. 
and, and to walk with people intimately to be able to do that. And that's what I have found joy in the living room with. I miss some people that I don't get to see so much that's come and go. But uh, it, this is an organism that I think is very real in doing kingdom work here. So let's lift up the living room. Talked about Jeff enough. Okay. Um, it's interesting the future a little bit here in this neighborhood. And there's a lot of details to come in January. But I want you to know how big of a light of joy to people you have been in this neighborhood. Um, you, After doing work with people and walking around, then you start to hear things that you didn't know about. And uh, I'm sitting in a meeting last Thursday, and uh, the new Clay, Tip, Clay Township trustee is in there. And uh, it's an interesting meeting. Um, it's very open. And she looks down at me, she said, living room yeah she said uh i had a guy come in the other day needing help and he obviously had needed help for a time being and so she asked him who helped you get to this point because that's what she asked him he said i don't know who who it was but it was the living room church Living Room Church. You know, it's been very evident to me that small things make a difference lately. We're a very small church in this community when it comes to people and resources. We are. There's a lot of money in this town. But you guys that are in here, not just me, represent that. And I've heard things about some of you that you don't even know. That's good. Wow, they showed up. Wow, they did this. Wow, they did this. Whoa, they went to the living room. And these are mostly people that are either helping people or people that have seen you. I'll never forget Josh playing football as a neighborhood boys. The repercussions of that make a big difference. Just out of the blue, you know, what was it, four boys. We need to be open more, a little more, guys. That's what I'm getting to, too. There's a lot of joy in y'all's hearts. And, and we can share it fairly easily if we're present. If we're present. Um, there's been a lot of good work in our community in the name of the living room just because of who you are. You know? Um, when you start getting known to be a part of something, people send you or send them to you because they might not know what to do, but they know where an answer is. I, and I, I am very encouraged by the group of people that stick to the course, build the kingdom. And it's awesome to watch it not just be the living room because I watch Kim do, go do her stuff, you know. I watch Jen, Jennifer go do her stuff. I even see the Hoover stuff on Facebook now and then, you know. But just because we met walking around in this room, I feel that these people I just spoke of are kingdom builders, and they're walking the faith, doing what they can the best at their will. And I think the living room does a very good job of that as a whole, you know. Um, it seems like 
this time of year, it's, it gets really turned up as a spiritual battle. You know, we see the marketing ploys and all these things that we can see negative. Um, and I hope Herb doesn't mind. Sorry. But I, I, I want to share a little something I felt this morning in our meeting. Um, you know, there's commonality to when you're in family. And, you know, Herb's struggling with his right now. Not personally, just, wow, it's so much. Dad's passing to cancer. You know, mom, mom's mom. But the awesome part of, of what I heard him say is he doesn't like it. Right? But he has to do it. And he has to find joy to show his mom. So what's my job? Because I know he's got joy in his heart. And I know he can love his mother. But we, I, just like me and my father, I struggle on how to get there with my dad. But I'm going to continually to try. I know he will. Because of who you are, man. And, and the important piece is, I know that I can help him see the joy in his own life to share because we walk together in the kingdom. Like Eric, like all these guys, all you guys. We do a really good job of encouraging and lifting each other up once we know each other enough to where the stupid stuff doesn't matter. So we're joyous all the time when we walk in. I walk in places and it's like walking into cheer sometimes. Yeah. Is that me? I ain't even been in the door sometimes. It's what's going before me. I have to steward it. It's exciting. You know, it is. It's exciting. I, uh, challenges, right? Everybody. I don't know too many people who don't have a hard time with family this time of year. I don't care if it's one kid or 20. And I've seen it. But it's that time of year where as we get together, there's this joyous moment. But I don't know about some of your houses, but my dad raises his voice at Christmas or any day. Then at kids, and they're just being kids. It changes things. So my job is as I know he's going to react, right? Because this is my dad. But he's trying really hard not to get wrapped up in that. He don't want to do that in his own house no more. So as the kids are over here, I watched them. One ended up punching a kid in the face with a gun. Because the other one hit him by accident with a gun. We'd already had a kid shut a door in a finger. He went off. I wasn't there for that one. But when I walked back in, with my, me and my mom were on the back porch. When I walked back in, it was like, whoa. And you know it. Something happened. And more than likely, it was my dad because it's his house, right? So I go in and I sit down and I watch these kids. I watch this little steam thing. They're being crazy. And I hear him over there, right? But to save the joy of the house, I stood up before him finally because I knew I could with my relationship with the kids deal with it before my dad went off on their parents before my dad 
hit one before my dad overreacted. And then as I did that for him, as I stood up and went back, I watched his whole demeanor change, whole demeanor change. And when I came back down, we had, it was happy in the house again because his storm wasn't near as bad to deal with. And the joy level came back up. The kids still got to play. The smart ones had stopped playing like that. Like, you know, the ones that are around more. It's the extended family. But to destroy the place where they're supposed to be unifying of the kingdom in my family. We have to make... It's scary to do that with my dad. You ask my family. It's scary to step in that place with my dad. But to know that we all grow in that and he's in a better place today, let's keep him from going where he used to. Because he's now a believer only five years into it and is over 70. And he's trying really hard. And that's what we're to do for everybody. Joy is among us all the time. It's supposed to be. We are saved. Right? Right? I mean, really? Really? I had a lot to get mad about yesterday and not feel joy. But I came home with fruition of building the kingdom of the Lord through a business as it progresses because of my struggle and how it all went down. I see fruition to a dream given 15 years ago coming true. And when I think about all of the struggles that I go through, knowing that I'm focusing where I'm supposed to makes it easier for me to bring joy in every moment to people. Open your eyes and your ears to the kingdom that resides in you and be willing to either shut your mouth or to speak it correctly. And that's how joy is presented. You grow to a place where... You, feel, you know, you get weird. You feel all these things. I mean, if I have the Lord within me, He's supposed to go before me to do the battle. And, and to tap into joy anymore is so easy. But when it hits the fan, what, right? Those things that are barriers to feeling that feeling that is in you, what do we do? I've learned to be still because I screw up. I don't. And once I get to the point where I'm still, quit laughing at me. <laughs> when I get to that point where I'm, I'm able to be still, it's amazing how I see joy or I hear it, whether it's the bird that I missed, whether it's the, my son came and gave me a hug without, out of the blue? Wow. Thought he's mad at me. Made me feel joy. You know, and there's a lot of other things in it. Not, not with just joys. I mean, the thing, the happiness factor. I just think we've had it way whacked. It's, it's in us. We know where to reach to it. I see great things for this place in this community as the living room, going into a new season of the new year.
Um, I want to invite everybody to one of the most joyous times I think I'm going to have. I hope I'm not too stir-crazy. Thursday, uh, some of you know this, but Thursday is an open invitation to the public at Eastside Community Center. Um, They are showcasing Eastside because it's been refurbished inside, and they're showcasing every program that they do. It would be a great way first to see what they do, Um, and I'm passionate about it. But on the other hand, one of those tables there is going to be my coffee for the first time in a very open, marketing, public thing. I have plenty of people to drink coffee that I like. It's easy. But uh, I'm kind of excited about this. The the joy. (laughs) I was so excited when I got home. I was tired. It was like, what, 9.30 something? And I walked in and I see this box. Oh, I was supposed to be here Friday. I hope that's it. It's like Christmas, man. And I got excited because it was my new business cards <laughs> and my new label that is going to be the solid part, finally, the final product of putting my coffee out there. It's not going to change. We've been through some changes the last couple of years, figuring it out. But to be able to take this card or this label and people see it, you have to see the vision of coffee here because it's not mine, y'all. I didn't like coffee before I had that dream. Saying. I get to look at my label and I see joy every time I see it. I told Herb about it because he asked me the question. He says, What's this C A T stand for? It's got dots. It's Christ always there. And that's kind of weird for some people. But. They usually don't ask me that until they know me. Or if they do ask me that, I get to talk to them. Now, the important part about the label that you guys need to hear about, when you look at it, Carter, in the background, you see a lion. Tony drew that in jail 12 years ago. You know, I asked her about three years ago if I could use it on my label, and she gave me the original copy. So, there's the believer piece going forward, right? The other piece that's on there is artwork too. It's a lion drawn on top of the background. And uh, that lion is a piece of art at my cousin's house. She's taken on all the marketing. She's not really a believer, y'all. She knows everything about me, everything that she does. We're really close to their family, way close to their family where we stay most times. But we talk about that when we're together, right? Because she can't get away from it. And she sees all that joy. Anyway, so the joy that I feel is consistent and constant due to how God shows me that every day. No matter how this thing works out on Thursday, believe me, after 14, 15 years, I've become patient. Um... It's exciting because this is an avenue that the Lord has forced me to be refined, to do His work, support my family, and the kingdom. And uh, there's a lot of gifts and talents. That's, I guess, where I'm going. 
A lot of us do things that we are not passionate about. We have to work. I've not, it's not like I've made a lot of money doing this, right? Y'all know that. Yet. You want to know why my yet is there now? Because I know it's happening. Because now it's paying for itself. I sell 30 pounds every two, three weeks. So at least I drink for free. Finally. You know? Um, but, wow. Uh, but what's awesome for me in, in that is is not only... Do I, not only do I get to see fruition of coffee going forward to be what God told me it would be in my life, but I see due to the process that I know anywhere from three days ago to seven years ago when my family first came here, the people that have been a part of my life has seen the work that the Lord has done in me through this venture. You can't steward something of lots of money if you don't know how to do it right. And I couldn't do it like I did before, that's for sure. So it is exciting. The encouragement is, is your passions and your drive. Ask the Lord what you're supposed to do with it for the kingdom. Period. I had to work a couple different jobs, three, four, five, whatever, and make choices. Angie went to work since we moved here. Things that we thought were Christian, we didn't want to, you know, break those rules. And we were forced to live life as we are now, which I think is way beautiful compared to seven years ago. And a lot of you in the room has helped me get to this point. So as, as joy flows through each of us, let's talk about those things, what's making us joyous. I have people that show up at different times. Oh, I'd be so happy if I put a needle in my arm. I'd be so happy if I go out and get drunk and just forget. That makes me happy. Hopefully, before we're done talking, they don't do that. That they can see what the difference is. Joy is not just a feeling. It's something that flows through us to share. To share. It brought me great joy when I had to get the truck one time. Kevin was working on the corner. <laughs> And who can't get happy when they see Kevin? Because they know him. As gruff and mountain man as he looked that day. Right? Oh. I love you, man. But really, though, I knew he was having... And then when I came by the second time, he, oh, he's going to come back. He went to get truck, probably. Yeah. He sees me in the truck. He's all happy. He wasn't the first time. <laughs> And that's how we share it with each other. Now, to get it out there to share to those that are down and out, you know, you got to be in their place. If you've been there, you know how to do it. All of us do, you know. And a lot of times, for me, it's not been, oh, let me pray with you. Oh, let, it's not that. It's what That's what they're used to seeing, y'all. You might be, oh, I'm going to go buy you a pack of cigarettes. That's what you want to get the chance to tell them what they need. 
And by the time we're done, it's usually a joyous moment. Most times. I know it is for me because I've done what I'm supposed to in that moment. So I feel joy when I go away from it, which leads me into a place of worship. Whether it's in my car, because, wow, woohoo, yay, God. You know, I did, we don't do that. He does through us. You know? So, I, uh, I, did, I never know how these things go. I truly pray intently about the item I'm to speak about, so to speak, or I choose to speak about as it usually goes in our group, which is awesome. Um, it's just weird that when we only bring this up right now, talk about joy. Think about it. I mean, you got some of you guys have been in church a long time. It doesn't often we hear this message outside of the Christmas season. Because we are joyous, aren't we? Our Savior came. One song I love is He Smiled from a Manger. Changed the whole day for somebody. Who wouldn't? You know? And it has, I don't know if it had to be so much that it was Him as it was a baby. Showing Him the kingdom to people. I know that most of us that have children, there's times that that smile's needed and wow. Let's relish in the joy of the moment there. Could have been screaming and he didn't know why for an hour. But to, to, I think it's something that can be cultivated amongst the community. You know, it makes it easier when you know people are going to be happy when you walk away from them, no matter what you say or do. And as you grow as kingdom believers and walking, you're going to be able to do that. So much of it happens now. We get caught up in the time and the moment and usually make a bad mistake. That's my history. Um, The last couple years have been an interesting time here for me at the living room. And uh, I uh, <laughs> I see a church growing, and I'm going to say it now. I haven't said it other than on my back porch or with a few of you in person. But I was challenged by Mr. Andrus a long time ago when I first met him. The intimacy of my relationship started in the confession group, and I was real angry in that group one time. And he said, I'm not going to say what I said because I think I dropped the bad word. Um, But I said something along the lines of, when is the church going to come to my back porch? And he looked at me very seriously and said, when are you going to bring the back porch to the church? That was about five years ago. And as I see the last four or five years and who comes and goes and who's still here, I guess he was right. It was, I needed to get up there. There's a lot of people that are impacted by us individually. And if we could just have them come in as a community with us because they aren't afraid, that's what the living room's about. Um,
I feel like uh, I didn't know how much this day was for my mom until I heard her disappointment. Today is my grandmother's birthday that she lost. When she talked to me last night, she was telling me how she didn't think that they were going to make it. Um, but then when she called this morning, she was so down. And then when she called this morning, she just, she was happy um, that she had come to resolution. She wasn't going to be able to see it. And she was happy because I'm finally finding Standing to the challenge that she saw in me 20-some years ago when I wanted to be a Catholic priest. 30. Wow, I was 13. And it's interesting to me that when, you, when, when we walk together, the commonality is so, that, so much there from a kingdom place. It's really easy for me to be lifted up by the joy of the Lord through those that I walk with. With that being said, um, I want to say that I love each and every one of you. Seriously. And um, one of these days I might grow up and have more fun times with the screen and stuff. I was so bummed about my technological thing. Because I had some things I wanted to do and there was no way I could figure it out. And uh, um, as we walked together... I pray that at any time that you see me and you don't see that joy or that you don't know me or that you stop me, please, because I'm about to make a bad mistake. All of you have that permission, please. Some of you do it anyway in kind of a gruff way and blunt. That's good, too, sometimes. Very much so, because it brings me joy three hours later, usually. After you leave and... I'm stopping from wanting to hit you, you know. um, But I think just knowing that that's a baseline for all of us is important and that we share it. We do. So, all right, there, I did it, yay. I I want to uh, um, challenge all of you. Find somebody this week, make them happy. Someone you don't know at all. They come in the grocery store. They come everywhere. And see if you get reciprocated. It'll be interesting. Because if you're sharing that place, it will be. You might open that door for somebody. So, Let's pray. Father, I uh, I have a different way of preparation, Lord, and I thank you for that. I, uh, as I drove around getting groceries and praising, because I never knew if I was going to be here in this place, and I am. I thank you, Lord, for the joy that you bring my heart to be a part of a church that we can be real with one another. That we understand it's not always pretty, but we know how to encourage and lift each other up to go on.
I pray, Father, that, uh, that the children here in the living room, in particularly, will be blessed beyond measure to fill the houses with joy as they travel to see family this year. We all congregate to that. I pray, Father, for the heart of those children to reside in me. As I know, we all go into these scenarios needing the strength to be the light in the darkness of our families. I ask that we be encouraged to be soldiers in that army with our family. That we can step aside from our feelings that might not be real because of whatever reason. I pray that we can bring light and joy in those moments. That we can use this time as restoration and unification of the season. Instead of watching people walk away disheartened. I thank you, Jesus, for your sacrifice. I thank you, God, for bringing a man to walk among us to show us the way. I thank you for the gap that he filled to help me have grace in my life. I ask, Lord, for the power of the Holy Spirit to reside in the living room. I pray that as leaders going forward in the living room, that we have clear vision together as to what it means to build the kingdom as a group here in this area, in this community. We're about to go into a season of setting down and planning and going forward. And I ask, Father, that our eyes and our ears and our minds not be hindered by the enemy as we make these decisions. I pray, Father, that we are totally out of the way of your will in our lives. That we will walk and be examples always. I pray, Lord, as as we walk all week, every day, that your presence goes before us. That we are keyed into being vessels of the living God and to present the kingdom. I pray that this be done all in Jesus' name. Amen. Be released, guys.